Hello and thanks again for being with us. This is the Grazia Beauty Life Lessons podcast with me, Jolie Walker. Each week we hear from celebrities and top industry insiders to get their best makeup, skincare and well-being tips. This time, someone who started out as a hairstylist in Sydney, Australia, working with Kylie, Kate Blanchett and a then 15-year-old Nicole Kidman. She went on to head up one of the world's most celebrated makeup brands. My name is Val Garland and I am the global makeup artist for L'Oreal Paris. I'm also a judge on the BBC Three's programme called Glow Up, which is about finding Britain's next makeup star. Val Garland is without a doubt one of the best in the business. She moved to London in the 90s where makeup became not just her bread and butter, but also her legacy. Over three decades, she's worked with everyone from John Galliano to Erdem, Vivian Westwood to the late Alexander McQueen. You've got to work your canvas, so you've got to wake the skin up first. When I'm on set, I have a bucket of ice. I stick all my skincare products in there so that uh, when they go straight onto the skin, they're nice and icy cold. Coming up, while makeup is her area of expertise, it's actually a fragrance that Val says once stopped her in her tracks. I have a keen nose and all of a sudden I picked up this aroma and I saw this woman and I started following her around the store because she smelt sensational. And I just went up to her and I said, look, I'm so sorry to bother you. I said, but you just have to tell me what your perfume is. I said, it's intoxicating. At Fashion Week, she famously works several shows at once, often hopping on a Vespa to cross town for backstage call times. She has painted some of the world's most well-known faces, not least Kate Moss, who gave Val her own beauty product recommendation. I've been taking these Lumity pills, which Kate Moss put me onto. They're very good for your hair, face and skin. I don't know what they do, but I'm buying into the magic of it and I'll take whatever it takes. She's been at the heart of things for so long and is so well respected. So who better to get brilliant beauty tips from? So let's get into it. Here she comes, the amazing Val Garland. Hello Val, thank you so, so much for joining us today. An absolute pleasure. I'm very excited to be here with you, Jolie. I can't wait. Oh, good. And how are you today? Yeah, no, I'm really good. I'm really good. Sat in my kitchen in lockdown. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. As are we, creating this all from home, which, uh, yeah, look at us on our Zoom with all our tech. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a big week in general, hasn't it? We've obviously had International Women's Day on Monday, something that you've been so involved uh, in on the L'Oreal Paris side of things as an ambassador. You know, the brand is uh, celebrating 50 years of their iconic Because You're Worth It tagline this year, which is amazing. And what does that tagline kind of mean to you, obviously having worked with the brand for so long? I mean, I think it means to me, um, I mean, I've always believed that as women, we should stand together. You know, we should celebrate sisterhood. Because you're worth it, It to me, it's about, it's about my choices. Every woman needs to feel that they're worth it. You know, we should dare to challenge, dare to stand up and dare to have a voice. Um, Viola Davis um, said this quote, which I thought was incredibly poignant. And she said, you have worth, you have reason and rarity. Say it like you mean it. I'm worth it. You know, and I think, it, yeah, I think we should Love all stand that. together. It's, it's fabulous, you know. And I mean, here's to the next 50 years of worth it in progress. 
Absolutely, Val. I absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, let's kick straight off with our five pieces of advice today then. And obviously we have to start with makeup. I mean, as such an absolutely incredible makeup artist that I've actually had the pleasure of seeing you work your magic backstage for fashion weeks from London to Paris, which honestly never fail to leave me completely in awe. Your tips are, yeah, no doubt endless, but if you just had to choose one that feels quite pertinent to now, what is the best piece of makeup advice that you've ever been given or you have to give right now? My best beauty advice was given to me during Paris Fashion Week. Um, I was stood backstage in the wings of a L'Oreal show, actually, and I was stood next to Helen Mirren. And I sort of said, like, do you still get scared? I mean, do you ever get scared? I mean, like, how do you do this? And she said, oh, my gosh, I, I get scared all the time. You know, I have no confidence. She said, but you know what, darling? The best bit of beauty advice I can give you or I can give anyone is smile. If you smile, everybody looks at you and thinks that you're really confident. So just go out there and smile. And I always thought, you know what? She's right. Because we all get nervous, you know, by smiling, you just look like you own it. And oh, and also, make sure, make sure you've got good teeth. <laughs> you know, because it doesn't matter. As one matures, it doesn't matter, you know, how great your makeup is looking. If you don't have good teeth, you're not going to have a good smile. Um, so I think that's very important. But, you know, if I was to um, give anyone advice, you know, I would say... Find your best self. Find the look that makes you feel the most confident. I've kind of got four faces, actually. Um, and they're for like the four different characters of Val. You know, when I'm not on, when I'm not at work, I tend not to wear any makeup, you know, because I'm a bit of a skincare junkie. And it's quite funny. I'm, I remember when I first moved to the country and I met some of my neighbours. Then they sort of said, oh, what do you do for a living? And I sort of said, um, oh, I'm a makeup artist. And they were kind of like, are you really? But you haven't got any makeup on. Anyway, so that's Val in the country. But then, you know, um, there's the glow up Val. The ding dong. Yes, the ding dong glow up Val. To feel confident, to be able to stand there you know, in front of a camera and speak, knowing that it's going to go out on TV. Um, you know, I want to feel um, empowered and strong. So it's all about a full-on smoky eye and um, a glossy lip. And then we have, um, you know, the L'Oreal boss look, Val. She's always about a red lip, a red lip and an eyebrow, because as you can see today, I have absolutely no eyebrows. So yes, that's a, a brow, a red lip and a lash. And then there's Val in the, in the working world, Val the makeup artist, and I'm all about being a skinimalist, you know, so it's about having really fresh, hydrated skin, um, lots of mascara because I have no eyelashes, they're little sort of stubby twigs, um, bit of bronzer and lip balm. So, you know, I think find who you are, find the makeup that, um, or the beauty look that celebrates the best part of you or or who you want to be today because I think for me I can't I don't like routine I like to mix it all up you know so I like to change up my makeup look I absolutely love that though that you have these signature looks that you can go to say you want that confidence boost you're on telly you have that look that's in your repertoire that you can just whip up really quickly have you got any tips for wearing you know glasses with makeup 
As a glasses wearer, it can get quite tricky with mascara. Have you got any tips for myself and any other glasses wearers? Well, I think the great thing about wearing glasses is that, um, you know, you are bringing the focus to your eyes. And it was quite funny. I got interviewed um, a few years ago and um, the interviewer asked me like, so, you know, uh, what tips have you got for hiding bags under your eyes or dark circles? And I'm like, put a pair of glasses on. You know, put a pair of glasses on because it hides the bags. It's a great tool for emphasizing your mascara, for emphasizing your liner. Oh, I love that. Okay, and you mentioned as well skin minimalism as a thing that, you know, I've seen you do it countless times backstage and you just bring the skin like alive in a really just fresh and healthy way. Have you got any tips for application for anyone listening of how to kind of build up that, you know, skin minimalist base? Well, I think, you know, the important thing to remember is that you've got to work your canvas. So you've got to wake the skin up first. So, you know, I always start um, when I'm working on someone with, you know, a bit of a facial. I really sort of like, you know, work that lymphatic drainage, whether I'm using a tool or I'm using my fingers. Um, When I'm on set, I have a bucket of ice. I stick all my skincare products in there so that uh, when they go straight onto the skin, they're nice and icy cold. You know, I, I do that especially with like eye masks or sheet masks. And when I'm at home, um, I just keep my skincare in the fridge. Love that. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of primers. I mean, I suppose I ought to be, but I'm not, I don't, I can't for the life of me over the years that I've been a makeup artist sort of really seen the benefit. I mean, when it comes to skinimalist skin, I would um, probably just work with concealers and work them into where they were needed so that I contain or retain that sort of radiance, that fresh skin radiance. Whenever I finished sort of like doing the complexion, I will always come back and get like a serum. I could take like a revitalite. Revitalift serum, um, or I could take a moisturizer, and then I just sort of like tap that high on the temples. That way, you get that kind of like really skinimalist, fresh skin look. It's not over highlighted, you just look like I was born this way. I have these cheekbones. Oh, yes, I love that. So, literally, highlighting with skincare. Yes, I think I think that feels much sort of more, it just feels more snatched right now, you know, just more sort of modern. That is going to be me tomorrow in the mirror, highlighting with skincare. And you mentioned then about kind of, you know, going in with targeted concealing. What's your favourite tool for that? Do you like, when you're doing it on yourself, do you prefer fingers, brushes, sponges? Well, it's a bit of everything. I haven't got all my brushes here, but... It's a personal choice. Um, Some people like sponges and they like to sort of like push and roll and do that sort of thing. I'm a bit of a brush girl, so I will take a stubby ended brush. Now this is what I call a foundation brush. This one's from Hourglass. I'm literally just sort of like patting it into the area where I want to get coverage. Now, if I want to target a blemish, I will go in with a smaller stubby brush so that I can just sort of like tap the product on and I'll probably use, you know, two or three colors 
remember the skin around the blemish is going to be a different color to the actual blemish. And then I will press it in with my fingers because I think you really want to get, you want to warm that product up. You want to really make it seamless. So you could just do it all with your fingers if you know, you're happy to do that. But I don't know, I quite like, I like playing with brushes. It's just what works for me. And building it up as well, which is amazing tip for breakouts, especially like, you know, at the moment I'm getting a lot of breakouts wearing a mask all the time. So I think that's a big thing for people at the moment, covering breakouts. Okay, so let's go on to skincare. Oh, have we got it here? Oh, there's my other little stubby brush. That's a MAC 270S, which is fabulous. Right. I'm getting that in my makeup bag pronto. Yes, yeah, so skincare. We've touched on skincare already, and you've said that obviously you are so into your skincare and when you're country val you're kind of no makeup and all skincare what's the best skincare advice you've ever been given or you have to give there is no product that works on everyone what you have to find is the product that works for you it doesn't have to be expensive either it all depends on what kind of what kind of skin type you have you know i mean it could be anything um in my bathroom cupboard of course, I've got the Revitalift, the L'Oreal Revitalift. I love that serum. I mean, that is fantastic. And I do see visible uh, results from using that. But then also in my cupboard, I've got Augustus Bader, which I love. You know, it's a nice, rich, heavy cream. I love that. This one that I'm using currently at the moment is a moisturizing oil. And it's by Fortuna Skin. Have you, have you heard of them? Oh, no, that sounds amazing, though. Really, like, hydrating oil. Yeah, it's a hydrate. I, I love a lot of oils. I mean, and it sounds mad, but when I go on holiday, invariably, I just take coconut oil. So, you know, it's just what works for you. I mean, I also, I love Dr. Prager's um, products. Oh, lovely. That sounds amazing. And like you say, it's very much getting to know your own skin, your own skin type. So under makeup, do you like to leave your own skincare a little while before applying your makeup? Is that important to do so? Or do you just go straight in with makeup once you've got your, your whether it's your, you know, face cream or whether straight on? I mean, I think you have to treat your skin like a painting, like a canvas. You know, you put, it's all, and it's all about building layers. So you would put on your first layer, like your moisturizer, I would probably do that and then I may give myself a little spritz and then wait, go and make a cup of tea, you know, or uh, finish blow drying my yeah, hair. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, doing that as well. Skincare, hair, then makeup. I was going to say, and that brings us, yeah, on to hair. What is the best uh, piece of hair advice that you have ever been given? And you have worked with, I mean, the most incredible hairdressers in the world. I mean, I used to be a hairdresser, so I'm really, really fussy about what products go on my hair. You know, you put one too many products and you've lost the bounce. You know, you've just sort of like blow dried it all out. Anyway, so um, and, and the interesting thing is that, um, as I said earlier on, I'm the global makeup artist for L'Oreal Paris. But interestingly enough, long before I, I was um, their global makeup artist, I've always used L'Oreal hair colour. It's called L'Oreal Preference. I get it from the local chemist. Um, in fact, I've got one here. Um, I always use 9.1 and I've always coloured my own hair because um, I, 
Um, and I am such an impatient person to go to the salon and wait for the colour to take. You know, I would rather um, do it myself and it can be done in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, that's brilliant. And then when it's damp, Bedhead Superstar by TG, that really just gives me the volume. And then my secret tip for getting that, um, I've got thick hair, but I haven't really blow dried it thing, is um, after I blow dried my hair, I stick it in, um, I stick it in rollers, basically to get it out of the way so that it's there, I'm ready to do my makeup. And my secret tip is I take the uh, dry shampoo, I think it's called Cool Girl from um, Sam McKnight, and I, when the hair's in rollers, I just spray that into the roots. So when I take my hair out, I do that sort of thing upside down, oh, and I feel like I've arrived. No, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of using dry shampoo as well on literally freshly washed hair to kind of give it that guts, especially at the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and I yeah, love yeah. the Sam McKnight products. They smell incredible as well. Don't they? Don't they? Yeah, yeah, love. Okay, Val, we actually just mentioned fragrance very briefly there, talking about Sam McKnight's amazing hair care range. But let's go on to fragrance as our fourth tip. So what is the best piece of fragrance advice that you have to give? Uh, it goes, it, it's, for me, it's the same as um, your signature look in makeup, what works for you. You know, you've got to find that, that essence that makes you feel whatever you want to feel, whether that's confident or sensual or whatever, you know, and I've always liked quite sort of, yeah, I like quite sort of like heavy scents. I think it goes back to, you know, being a 70s girl and wearing patchouli, you know, so I always liked that sort of like dark, sort of like smoky kind of aroma. Um, but it must have been about five years ago I was in Dover Street Market, which is a shop in London. And at, at that time, I always wore uh, Comme des Garcons perfumes um, or by Rido. I was wearing um, 1976, I think it is, which is with, was the one designed by Inez and Benoud. Anyway, so I was wearing that. But I was walking around Dover Street Market and all of a sudden, and I have a keen nose. I, you know, I, I've got a good ear and a good nose. And all of a sudden I picked up this aroma and I saw this woman and I started following her around the store because she smelt sensational. And I just went up to her and I said, look, I'm so sorry to bother you. I said, but you just have to tell me what your perfume is. I said, it's intoxicating. And it was Portrait of a Lady. Oh, love it so much. Portrait of a Lady by Frederick Mal. And um, interesting, on the first series of Glow Up, when I first uh, started working with Stacey Dooley, she was like, I've got to have your perfume. You know, I've just got to have it, you know. So she's now wearing it and it smells different on everybody. And because I love it so much, it was my birthday recently and um, Lysam, who works with me, she got me the body lotion, Dominic Skinner, he got me like the hair fragrance. So they know that you really love it. So that's a proper signature scent that everybody would know that you wore. Well, it's funny, like wherever I am, if I'm wearing this scent, if I get out of a lift, everyone goes, oh yeah, Val's in the building, Val's in the building. So um, I don't know if I'll ever move on 
from this scent. But they say that after a while you can become allergic to um, scent on your skin. So hopefully that so won't fingers happen crossed. To me. And also scent is so linked with nostalgia. Does it remind you of anything in particular or is it so kind of ingrained in your everyday now? Uh, uh, I think portrait of a lady, it just feels like me. Yeah, it just, feel, it just feels like my smell. But I know what you mean about uh, nostalgia because whenever I smell Chanel number no. 5, it always reminds me of sort of like being, you know, 16 and being given a bottle by a then boyfriend and feeling very grown up. You know, that I was wearing Chanel number no. five. Yeah, I mean, there was one that when I was younger that I used to wear. It was by Estee Lauder. It was called Youth Jew. Oh, I loved that. And then there was another one by Clinique. And that was called Aroma, Aroma Essence, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love perfume. I love smells. Um, yeah, I love um, aromatherapy. And as well as wearing my perfume... I also wear on my wrists uh, Palmarosa, which is like, it's an, an essence and um, it's called the angel essence. And so I usually put that on my wrists before I go to work, before I go into someone's face. You know, I do like to have lovely smells around me. Like often I'll have a candle on the go um, in my bath. I'm obsessed with um, This Works, bath crystals, bath oil, Ooh, and their yes. shower gel is the best in the world. Have you tried it? Yes, I love their stuff. And I use their pillow spray every night. But I love that tip of wearing it on your wrist as well, having aromatherapy on your wrist. And even if you need to calm throughout the day or like when you're obviously working on people's faces, that kind of trail of uplifting fragrance, I bet, is, is yeah. Well, I also th- I think it's very important, you know, because you're, when you're doing someone's makeup, you're so close to them. I even tell Lysen, you know, when she's preparing my brushes, to just sort of sprinkle a little bit of angel oil or lavender oil over the brush set. So when the brush comes towards, you know, the person in the chair suddenly they feel hopefully more relaxed. And actually that kind of brings us really well onto our fifth piece of advice, which is all around self-care. Now I know you've mentioned, you know, your kind of skincare ritual as as a self-care ritual. What is your kind of best or go-to self-care advice? Um, Just before we get into that, can I ask you something? Yeah, absolutely. Have you tried the Irina Shakes 24-hour pure gold lip mask? No, but I was actually sent it this week and I'm going to try it because I saw her on Instagram when she did it. Yes, I saw it on Instagram too. I, I love the idea of it and I love the idea of sort of like going to the local supermarket in your gold lip mask. Yeah, with a gold mask. Yeah, to Sainsbury's. So exactly, that's my, that's my next next bit of kit that I need to get. I could also see, Val, that you could do an amazing look with that because it's just kind of like a gold, you know, foil, isn't it? That would look incredible. But I also thought it was it was lovely the way Irina had it there and then it just massaged into the lips and just went clean away because the best product that I found recently for um, lips is um, the Laneige. Have you used the Laneige? the Laneige? Tell me all. It's a lip... Okay, I was always obsessed with um, By Terry Rose. 
that lip balm. I was always obsessed with that. But then this one is called Laneige and it's a lip sleeping mask. Now, so you can put this on and go to bed and it really smooths out your lips. Or I just use it as a lip balm and it just makes, it's just the right, the right side of gloss. Love it. You know, it's not too glossy, but your lips just look like, oh, gorgeous. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. Love that. Val, I'm going to have the longest shopping list after this. After this recording, I'm going to be like, right, I need this, I need this. Absolutely. Um, So, uh, ultimate wellness advice. What makes me feel good? Yeah, wellness or self-care. What makes you feel good? Well, I'm going to sound really boring, but uh, one of my... Well, first of all, um, my quick fix is... um, the afternoon play, Radio 4, in the bath. Love that. And then um, for me, I love having a mani-pedi. So do I, Val. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I mean, um, um, my, um, when, we're, when we weren't in lockdown, I have this wonderful woman called Olga. She will come to my house um, once a fortnight. And that's like my guilty pleasure. Um, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to see her because we've been in lockdown. And then when I can, um, I like to go and have a facial. And I've got a lovely lady that I go and see. She called, she's called Dr. Lizzie Tucker. And she's at the Michael Prager Clinic. And that's in Knightsbridge, Beecham Place. Um, I just go there and get some light therapy or just a jolly good massage. I love it. I'm um, a big fan of juicing, so I have my celery juice every morning. I take Lumity celery, yes, and you just have to take it straight. Oh, do um, you? you sh- although I didn't this morning. This morning I had celery, kale, and ginger. Now, that was an odd combination. <laughs> um, but but it, it didn't taste the best, but I thought it's doing me good. But normally I would just have straight celery. Um, that's really good... Um, for your immune system, it's good uh, for your joints. So yeah, I have that every morning. And um, I've been taking these Lumity pills, which Kate Moss put me onto years ago. And uh, they're very good for your hair, face and skin. And then in terms of exercise, I'm a walker. I'm a walker. So, you know, I'll do a power walk. I don't go to the gym. I used to belong to the gym, but I just got sort of like bored. I'll walk along the Thames from my place. I live close to Tate Modern. And, you know, the other day um, I walked to Buckingham Palace and back. Oh, nice. So many brilliant tips. And also you've inspired me. Celery every morning. And also I have to ask, so these skin pills, the Lumity, which I love as well. So Kate Moss put you onto them. You've been taking them for years. Do you just see like... Does your hair grow? Does your skin glow? Like, what do you kind of see from taking them, the benefit? I often get people ask, you know, talking about my hair, going, oh, you've got great hair, or, you know, oh, how do you make your hair look that good? And I sort of, you know, I sort of swear, I'm like, it's lumity. I don't know what they do, but I'm buying into the magic of it, and I'll take whatever it takes. I mean, your hair is incredible. Oh, thank you. And also, that you can do that in 20 minutes. Like, I am desperate to get my roots done. 20-minute colour, you are, yeah, my inspiration. Well, the colour, yes. My inspiration. It's easy. And the great thing about, I mean, the great thing about this product is that my hair never breaks off. 
I've been doing this color for, I don't know, since like when I, I arrived in England. I've been doing this color since 1994. The same one? I use the same color. I use the same color, 9.1. Um, yeah, I, and um, yeah, I do it about once every six weeks. Right, okay. L'Oreal Paris 9.1. That sounds incredible. Well, that's the five pieces of advice, Val. But now we come on to the final question. So, your biggest beauty blunder. Talk to me. What, what's your biggest beauty blunder been? Well, there's been a few. Okay, I'm going to talk about two or three. Okay, so um, in the 80s... Um, in the 80s, I had lots of experimental haircuts and colours. You know, I loved the idea of looking odd. But um, about three years ago, I was on a job in Germany, and it was for a hair colour company. I was doing the makeup, and it was for a hair colour company. And um, they had these sort of like temporary dyes. And I thought, oh, I think I'm going to have baby blue hair. And so I went home that night and I sort of like shampooed in this baby blue hair. And um, the next day, you know, I came back into work and I was like, oh, no, no, it doesn't look, it doesn't look cool like Bleach London. It doesn't look like that at all. I look like the lady with the blue rinse. It was oh, no. Luckily, it was a rinse and it came out, you know, it took about a week. But um, no, I think there comes a point when... You've got to stop trying to be trendy. I mean, I know um, I'm a big believer in like, you can be whatever you want to be. You want purple eyebrows, you want pink eyebrows, go for it. But there comes a po point where you should sort of say no. I think my worst, worst um, blunder that I ever did was in the, yeah, I think it was in the 80s again, I decided that, because I always had dark eyebrows and blonde hair, and I thought, I don't need eyebrows. At this point, I was wearing fake eyelashes, top and bottom, and nothing else. I'd say, actually, it was a little bit earlier. It was sort of like late 70s I was doing that. And um, I thought, I don't need, these eyebrows are getting in the way of my lashes. You know, I look, I had dolly lashes. I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get rid of them. Now, I won't shave them off because I don't think they'll grow back very well, but I'll imac them off. So I got hair removing cream and I removed my eyebrows. <laughs> and um, they've never been the same since. So um, don't over pluck your eyebrows. Don't get rid of them. Um, no. Hang on to your eyebrows because they really do frame your face. And a brilliant uh, piece of advice to finish on. Thank you so much, Val. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you for sharing your advice with us. And also your just incredible career and all of those um, amazing stories. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jolie. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Ding dong. <laughs> So, so great to speak with Val Garland. If you want more from her, her brilliant book, Validated, explores her time in makeup and discusses the inspiration behind her most memorable work. So do check it out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We really couldn't do it without you. It would mean so much to us if you could rate and review Grazie Beauty Life Lessons in your podcast player and tell your beauty-loving friends to check us out too. Take care and see you next time.